You are now listening to the Black Girl Nerds Podcast. Five, six, seven, eight. Holla, boys and girls, it's the BGN. Coming from the Marvel world to the DC friends. All the way from Hollywood to the PCN. She defends everyone from sleazy men. Won't apologize for spitting Shonda Rhimes. The space that we make is never colonized. We're talking games and movies and actors. Words. Better shake your booties for Black Girl Nerds. Thanks for tuning into this episode of the Black Girl Nerds Podcast. My name is Jamie and this episode is hosted by Ryan. First and foremost, Happy New Year to all of you. I hope you are starting off your 2022 year right. And we are excited to bring to you a new episode in the new year with comedian Brian Simpson. Brian burst onto the scene when audiences and critics fell in love with him on Comedy Central's series Lights Out with David Spade. The Wu-Tang Clan is the greatest clan. Since then, he was named a new face in 2021 at the prestigious Just for Laughs Comedy Festival, and Vulture included him in their highly anticipated annual list of comedians you should know in 2021. He tours the country brilliantly, incorporating his rare combination of life experiences as a foster child and Marine Corps veteran into his refreshingly unique point of view. So, prepare to laugh and sit back, relax, and enjoy this new year, new episode of the Black Girl Nerds Podcast with comedian Brian Simpson. Welcome to the Black Girl Nerds Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan, and I feel like these days we got to laugh as much as possible. You know that saying, you got to laugh sometime to keep from crying. So if you need a good laugh, I just want you to open up your Netflix app right now and go ahead and add the um, season three, you guys, of the hit series, The Stand-Ups, is out right now. So go ahead and add that to your watch list, particularly because of my guest that's joining me today. He was named the new face of uh, 2021, the Just for Laughs uh, Comedy Festival named him that also vulture you guys put him on the annual list of comedians that you should know and i'm telling you right now you need to know him because he keeps it real all the way 100 comedian brian simpson how you doing i'm doing great man i, I don't keep it 100 though i keep it like 90 like 90 you know it's close yeah, enough it's like close enough to 100 it's good. It's good. yeah you gotta know when to be fake you know that's, that's <laughs> i love it i love it <laughs> Um, so what did you like? What did you think, though, when you heard New Face of 2021 for the Just Last Comedy Festival? Man, it was crazy, it, it, you know, because it went from it went from nothing to a trickle to like a, a waterfall. It was just like all the <laughs> all of the stuff started happening, you know, and it's still happening. You know, so I'm just I'm just soaking it in, trying to be in the moment. Yeah. Yeah, that's dope. Well, you know, what's cool is I don't think I've ever seen a bio where it says somebody left the Pentagon and went into like comedy. I thought that was so like, I was like, now nah, I've never seen that transition before. Like, I got to know. Can you tell us more <laughs> about that? Um, Yeah, yeah. So I, I got out the military and uh, I, so because I already had a security clearance from that, I got this easy job at the Pentagon and I, I was making good money, but I was miserable. You know, mm. and I still didn't know that stand up was the thing, you know. And um, and then 
uh, something happened with a contract and they had to fire like four people and I was the last one that got hired. So they fired me oh, or they nice. laid me off and yeah. I used that money and I moved back to California and I, uh, and I started, uh, I was trying to grow weed. I was real bad at it. <laughs> and I, and, and then one day I just, I was just like, fuck it. I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna give it a try. I keep talking about it. Like I actually, actually what happened is I went, to a comedy show with a friend of mine and it was so bad and she was like come on stop now you can't be scared you funnier than half of these people you know and then i I just made up my mind i was gonna do it the next chance i got and then the next day um i got i got a chance i like i ran into some people at a bar and i was making them laugh and the dude thought i was flirting with his girlfriend and then it turned into a thing and we all ended up laughing (laughs) and it turns out those dudes were like promoters and they were like Yo, you funny, man. You want to do our show? It's coming up in three months. And I'm like, yeah. So I so I actually had a gig before I even started. And cool. So I started doing the open mics. I was upset. And then all my military friends were still in San Diego. They was all coming. So I, I was so scared of being embarrassed. I just like obsessively hit every single open mic from that day to the show. And it turned out pretty good. It's, I can't look at it now. It's so bad. Um, but <laughs> for being new, I was pretty good. Yeah. You know? Well, I was going to ask that. In. Oh, yeah. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I don't want to cut y'all. No, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, too. I think you kind of touched on it a little bit, too. But did you know, like, I always love ask comedians. Do you know? Did you know you were funny or you were just like, like you said, you got to know, like, when to be fake, when to be real, where you just like, I'm just going to share my experiences and see what happens. Yeah, I, I didn't know I was funny until I was like 20. <laughs> If you had talked to anybody before that, maybe my mama would have said I was funny, but most people would have been like, that was a very serious child, you know? Yeah. Yeah, but but one, it was when I got in the service that I figured out that I was funny. And, and more importantly, I figured out how I was funny. Because mm, that's, yeah. that's the challenge. Because some people, anybody could tell a joke, but, but, to, but to know your voice, to like to know your perspective and to know how your, you know, the right moment, and to see the thing that you're going to be pointing out, that's a skew. Yeah, it's that it's that whole thing. I learned that in the military. Timing is yeah. everything. Yeah, and that's cool. Like, I, I, I like that you mentioned like, being serious because, yeah, I have a I have a lot of family members that don't think they're funny. They're just super serious. And I'm just cracking up like all the time at their at their reactions or the way they say things. And they, don't, they don't think they're funny at all. Oh, yeah, that, but that's that's the thing. That's what it happened. That's how it happened for me was I was being dead serious, complaining, and everybody was laughing. People, whenever I would complain, people would laugh like I was trying to be funny. I'm like, yo, I'm not, I'm serious. And it, and so I think that's what it is. It's like, like you ever heard that old saying that um, comics, uh, comics say funny things and comedians say things funny. Yeah, it's yeah, it's like that. It's like you, if you just talking makes people laugh, then you got something going on. Right. You know. So how, tell me about, so how difficult is it when you're, when you're actually creating your show and everything? Cause I know I'm um, getting, I, I guys, I got a little sneak peek to watch you for like, it was like 30 minutes. And I was like, how in the world do they format the show? Do they come up with it? Um, like what's your, what's the little behind the scenes? Are you talking about the Netflix thing? Yeah. Oh, well, 30 minutes ain't a sneak peek. That's the whole thing. Well, 
Yeah, that's true. Well, I'm saying I got a sneak peek, but I won't give everything away that I got to see. Oh, I already okay. seen it. So I was like, I don't want to give them all the I don't want to give them all the good stuff. I did have some things I wanted to ask you about, but I was like, I gotta ask him about some of this stuff that was in like was in the routine that I thought was like hilarious. But I'm just curious, is it hard for you? To, are you just do you just kind of drop down like a couple things real quick? Is it hard to come up with all that stuff for that amount of like for that amount of time? Um it's hard in the beginning, but you know, I've been doing this for going on 11 years now. So, you know, get having a half hour was that was the challenge. The challenge was what to what to take out, you know, to keep it at a half hour, you know. Wow. And yeah, because because I like when the set weaves and connects to itself and all those other things and go too far over, you know, they'll cut it down and stuff will be missing, you know, so it's like it's one of those things. That was really the challenge, just worrying about all of it, um, about coming in on time, but also including everything I wanted to include. You know? Well, one thing that I was glad you included, like, and you guys probably seen, I don't know if, uh, go out, go and check out also you guys, um, when your lights went out with David Spade, it was so dope to see you on that. Um, but the the relating uh, black people to pennies, I thought I have never thought about that before, and I can't get it out of my head. Like it was so it matched so perfectly that I was just like, "What? Like, how did he come up with this?" You know what? I actually came up with that arguing with a white man. <laughs> um, it, it was a combination of things. I, I I had just came back from the store where a lady was in front of me. You know, and she literally poured, there's a picture of it on my Instagram. She poured like, I don't know, maybe a thousand pennies on the, on the, uh, on the counter. And, and, and everybody behind her was just like, at the same time, like, you know how you share that moment with strangers sometimes where you just like this motherfucker, like everybody in line was like, right. Yeah. And then, and I go back to, um, at this time I was living in a shelter up here in LA and you know, it's a mix of all veterans, Iraq veterans. And we talk shit. And so, so I get to arguing with the white guy about race, which is normal. And I and I use that analogy and everybody started laughing. And I was like, oh, I got one. You know, and I went to the comedy store that night and it worked. And, you know, the rest is history. Sometimes it happened like sometimes the comedy guys smile on you, you know. Yeah. Yeah. That one got that one definitely hit. Like y'all need to go get that. Y'all need to just that joke. Like just go ahead and I'm gonna let y'all experience and take it in. Cause it's so, it matches so much like the black experience and just to the way, um, I think you have such a cool, interesting way of weaving in racism too. Cause sometimes you can have when, you know, when you go into the comedy show, you're like, okay, I don't want, I got enough of this in my daily life. I don't need anybody to break it down and bring it back up. But oh, it was yeah. cool, like, you know, seeing you kind of weave it in there a little bit, pulling the audience a little bit when you're talking about, like, you know, black moms or what you are just talking about moms in general. I thought it was so cool. Um, just like a different take instead of being like, well, you know, black people got to go through this and we need that. Just like a different a different spin on it. I thought it was cool. Yeah, I mean, that's always the goal for me is to like, because uh, I love to. I love to pull something out of. An, an otherwise cliched topic, you know, or some people go, oh, that's been beat to death. And I go, but it might be something in there that nobody saw, you know, mm-hmm. or an angle that nobody took. I like that. It's, it's a challenge. Yeah, I like. I also like too when you go into the um, like I, now I'm kind of suspicious and I'm going around now when you go about how the government is spying on you, like everybody knows. But you got to you got to really do the research and go into the, <laughs> <laughs> the 
going to the going to the in depths and everything like that. I I I, I stopped. Watch, I was watching the one special where you were talking about. It. I was like, I'm gonna have to pause this and come back because you was breaking it down. <laughs> yeah, man, it's, it was a lot of fun. I mean, filming it was stressful though. Mm, okay. I, I had a lot of things on my plate. I had my so I had uh I hadn't my mama had never seen me live. I hadn't seen her since I started doing stand up. Like ten years went by. Wow. And that, so she was at the taping too. So it was that that was her first time seeing me live, and it was just very emotional for me. So I was like, you know, the the challenge was just blocking all that out and just getting in the zone. You know what I'm saying? Because I love the bigger the moment. You know, it's like I never let the moment be bigger than me. You know what I'm saying? So the bigger the moment, I try to fill the whole space and just be there and be and be present. You know, I like to hit a home run. Yeah, it's so cool. And you can't, you know, you can't hide from the mama. So when you get that, like a, that stamp of approval, when they get to see you live or get to see do you any like see you get to do anything like 10 years, like that's crazy. Like, yeah, yeah I know my mom's calling yeah. every day. So it's it's hard to hide from the mama. Yeah, I mean, we talk every day, but she, you know, she's my biggest fan, though. You know. Mm-hmm. I remember when I first told her, I'm like, hey, mom, like, I think I'm I'm going all in with this. Like, I'm dropping out of school and I'm going all in. And she was like, all right, well, just as long as you understand what you're risking, you know? Yeah. But that she's never trying to discourage me. But it's like, yeah, but, you you know, be, you know, don't be lying to yourself. That's what it was. Because like, some people, you know, they want to be the thing so bad and they're not honest with themselves or whether they got what it takes. Mm-hmm. you know or whether they're willing to sacrifice to you know and, th- and then to me that's what it's all about it's like if you stay committed crazy and you got a little talent you, there's no reason why you can't make it you know unless you know the government is literally actively trying to stop you from making it which is yeah you know, i mean hey i wouldn't put it it's a lot of stuff going on these days you gotta you gotta um, watch every way you gotta look behind you everything yeah i mean google google ain't gonna like what i said probably yeah yeah google google probably gonna be in their feelings a little bit about that one are you a comedian i'm not a comedian am i fun- i don't feel like i'm funny though i just feel like i just i like to get to know what people you know their backstory and everything like I, I i was like if i if i get brian if i get brian to feel somewhat like okay i can he can still talk to me by the time we get done it's, it's okay <laughs> no you are funny though you have good delivery as well well thank but you i, I appreciate I, it how, how long have you been doing black girl nerds Black girl nerds about about like two years. I feel like sometimes it feels a little longer, you know, when you get into the throes of just doing episode after episode. But it's been real dope because, you know, I get to talk to people all walks of life and and comedians are always the fun. I always like talking to you guys because y'all keep it like 90, 90%, like you said. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, some people keep it too real. You know, Chappelle had that scared a long time ago. Yeah. And keeping it real goes wrong. It's like, okay, mm-hmm. lesson learned. Yeah, yeah. Well, I thought I was going to ask you, too. It's 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 dope. Like you talk about um, the past, you know, being a foster child, bringing in being a veteran, which you don't always get to hear, you know, um, you know, for obvious reason, everybody doesn't have that same backstory, but getting to bring that to the um, the comedy world. And um, I was reading an article and you said that you wanted to go around the world and find like all the highly intelligent children in the slums and give them like top notch education. And I think I just think it's so dope what you're doing with your comedy, you know, moving to that and, you know, like giving back or bringing that to the forefront. Oh, yeah, because if, if there's an old um, I heard an old uh, I want to say it was Voltaire. You heard that name before? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Are you looking at it? Trying it, to find it? I'm trying to find the exact quote. I mean, I could paraphrase. 
but it, but basically it was basically it was like uh he was he was basically saying that he's less he's less concerned with um with Einstein's brain than he is with the amount of people that were just as or more intelligent than him that's dying in sweatshops and in, in fields. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and I've and that's always stuck with me where it's like, yeah, I mean, we we because we celebrate the Steve Jobs and the Elon right. Musks mm-hmm. and all that, but we don't think about the fact that like just percentage-wise, there's somebody out there that's smarter than them that just didn't have the opportunities and will never, you know, like. We just ain't gonna never. Exactly. Like you see, you see these little kids in these villages, and they be building little electric cars, and mm-hmm. you know all this kind of innovation. It's like, what would happen if, if we sent that kid to, you know, uh, Harvard or somewhere like that, or yeah. Oxford or something like right. that? He's never gonna get the chance. And so that's that's where that kind of came from. It's like, and if I ever get rich enough, I'm gonna do it. Yeah, that'll be do dope. That's cool. How. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. Hey, I'm I'm believing you. I feel like you'll do it because it's just it's very just to even mention it and put it out in the universe as something that people just pay attention to. Um, and that's what's you know, that's what's dope about. I feel like the the comedy world being like, you know, how many people are going to take us take a second to think about that? Because like you said, we got all the you know, everybody going to space now and it's about money, this and how you can <laughs> come up with this. And, you know, what about you know, like you bring up a lot of cool, a lot of stories. That I don't want to ruin for everybody. So they go check it out. But, you know, when you're talking about the, um, you know, being a foster child, where you talk about what you learn in like the Marines and everything like that, like how else are you going to get those kind of stories? Yeah, I mean, you got to live life for sure. To have, you know, you got to have perspective, mm-hmm. you know, but. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how long it's going to take or how much money it's going to cost, but it's definitely doable. <laughs> you know yeah I like have that. a plan like that. and stick to it that's my advice have a plan and stick to it yeah yeah one more thing i gotta bring up though about a special i gotta say because i thought this was so on the money you talked about black women have a glossary of threats because you talk, you brought up the story <laughs> about your grandma and i was just like oh my god like it was just so on the money like just they just ready with it like you know when you don't cross the line and when you might not make it we're gonna end up in the hospital oh yeah yeah my grandma <laughs> used to always say little slick shit and you know the, the toughest part about that joke was deciding which one to use oh yeah because I, I could tell i've told i could tell that joke like five different ways mm-hmm. I mean, or just because of like which threat but her favorite one so the one in the special i think is uh it's gonna be some smoke in the city yeah yeah but another one of hers was she used to go i'm about to forget who you are in a second that that's the scariest one to me but yeah, i felt that like is, that was, yeah that's yeah. the hardest one for people to, to explain to people mm-hmm. but it's like i'm gonna forget who you are oh that mean I'm, oh, I'm gonna treat you like a stranger yeah like you broke yeah, that's in scary. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah you don't a, play she, grandparents Mm-mm, you don't play with that she had a few she used to be like boy if you had a brain you'd be dangerous yeah, like I just love those little like one liners they come up with. Like I'm telling you, you don't mess, you don't mess with old school. Like when your grandparents start throwing it in, it's 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 a wrap then. Oh yeah, the scratchy, the scratchy voice, grandma. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's gonna be furious though. She don't know I said she don't know that I said her name in there. <laughs> well, I, I mean, hopefully she don't get too mad. Cause I think I thought it was a cool, I thought it was a little cool addition to it. Oh yeah. I mean, plus it don't matter, she bad. I'm grown, grandma. I'm grown. <laughs> 
See, that's what. See, I say I'm grown, then I run out of the room. That's what. That's usually what I do. <laughs> like it don't. It don't matter how old I get. Like parents, anything. You you say you grown, just be ready to go ahead and step out the door so they can't get to you quick enough. Yeah, I'm um. Yeah, but I'm I'm past that, man. Like, shit, we ain't even on the same coast no more. Oh, okay. Well, dang, that's how you can hide in. That's there you go. That's how you do it. Yep, yep. I stay. Uh, you know, I, 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 That's my that's my goal. That's my I stay out of I stay out of her uh, her belt swinging range. I just stay in California. <laughs> that's how you got to do it. Just hide in California. There you go, y'all. That's y'all tip. Yeah. Hi. Are you trying to mess with your grandma? Yo, your mom just had you hide in California. There you go. Yeah, she cause she could probably she could probably get you got anywhere between here and uh and uh the the the, the Mississippi River or whatever. Oh Lord, she yeah, got, well, she got eyes and out, ears. Then. Yeah, she got eyes and ears everywhere over there. So I stay out here. <laughs> well look. Speaking of like hiding and, you know, keeping it moving, what you, you have anything coming up next that you want to tease? And also I want to ask you, cause by the time this episode comes out, are you a big like new year's resolution guy? No, <laughs> just lying to yourself. <laughs> if you, cause it's like, if you really gonna make a change, why you gotta wait till January? Well, dang, they, let me just go ahead. Hold up. Let me get rid of my note card then while you tease what you got coming up. <laughs> cause I had it, I had it posted over here. Now you're making me rethink stuff though. Oh, we'll do it today then. I ain't saying don't do hey. don't do it. Oh dang! Now you gonna put the pressure on me for to do it today? Mm. I mean, okay. if you really want to, if you really gonna do it, it don't matter what time of year it is. <laughs> that's true. It's very true. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um. But uh, what do I got coming up? I got uh, a couple of fest the Netflix festival in April. I'm gonna be in Philly in April at the, hey, at the Philly. Philly Punchline. I'm gonna be in um, New New York in January. Yeah, just if you just go on my Instagram, go to my link tree, all the tour dates and stuff are there. And I know it's something big that I'm forgetting. Vancouver. Uh-oh, Vancouver. Um, Pam, am I forgetting something? <laughs> he he bringing in help because he want to make sure y'all know. Yeah, I had to call it a lifeline. I think I, I think that's everything. Say New York, but you got it. Okay. Hey, well, that's everything so far. Yeah. But who knows after today, we're getting some positive feedback. Hey, all right. Um, go on Netflix, get your app out, get your computer up, go ahead and start watching it. The stand-up season three, it is hilarious. I'm telling you guys, need a good laugh these days. It's a lot going on in the world. So just take your little break and, and get your laugh on. All right, thanks. Thanks for having me. The Black Girl Nerds Podcast is produced by Jamie Broadnax. The opening theme song to our show is written and performed by Samus. Various instrumentals are performed by Samus, Sky Blue, and Shubzilla. You can find various episodes of the Black Girl Nerds podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Audioboom, Google Play Music, and Spotify.